that time again. Welcome to episode four of the Coastscape Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Matt. Coming up this week, we're discussing all the latest news stories in our five and five. And we're going to be talking about our fairly recent-ish trip to Tripsdrill in it's Germany. Trip to Tripsdrill trip, trip report. <laughs> I'm kind of... I'm surprised I managed to say that properly, actually. You've been practicing all evening. It's paid off, Matt. And I'll trip take... to Tripsdrill. There we go. And I'll tell you what, keep listening right to the very end because we are adding another prize and another question to our amazing competition. What do you reckon, Matt? Surprise, isn't it? This week. It's it's a good prize. It's worth listening to. Is that a good enough lineup for us to continue recording this episode, Matt? Uh, no, we might as well just get out. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for today. Fine. Well, I'll tell you what, we're contractually obliged by to no one to do this episode, so we'll, we'll just churn one out anyway and we'll see if it's any good. How about that? Well, that's what we normally do every week, isn't it? So, let's go. Might as well keep the standard up. <laughs> yes, it is. Coastcoat Podcast episode for now. It's time for our five news stories in five minutes. It's Matt's turn to entertain me with all the latest theme park news this week. And because it's about five days or something stupid since the last time we recorded this, there hasn't really been any news. So, I, I t- Well, you say that, Matt, that there has been quite a few valid stories and I'm sure you've been kind of, you know, scraping the bowel of the internet to come up with some real gems for me. So I've got good hopes. I'm, I'm excited. Spoiler, four out of the five news stories are from Florida. (laughs) People are going to think, I mean, other kind of coaster news sources and blogs, you know, talk about all these amazing European parks and, you know, even kind of further afield stuff. We're all about just UK because we live there and Florida because we're going there in uh, just a few weeks now. Well, it's also because there's not enough parks here to have any sort of relevant news that happens every week. No, well, yeah, that's a fair point as well. Um, so if if you are a UK park and want to send us any press releases, um, hello at CoastCreateTheCode.uk is the official address for press releases. <laughs> and who knows, your new story could be featured on a future episode. Uh, I can see all the uh, Merlin management listening to the podcast on their lunch breaks. <laughs> oh they God, should... we really need to send that CoastCreate team the press releases. Don't Wait, well, they didn't, they didn't send anyone a press release that they put up their park emission prices again. Mm. Nah. Mm. Nah. Right, okay. Um, have you got the. I think it's your responsibility to do the timer. Uh, oh, yeah, good point. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. Well, that, I am prepared for this, but I'm not. That's uncharacteristic of us. This is a very long. The rambles are getting longer, aren't they? And the actual coaster based content is getting shorter. Oh, that's what people want, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's rambling. in for coasting news. It's all about rambling. Yeah. Ramble crate. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We, we've yet to think of an ambiguous um, name, have we? Everyone thought that coaster crate contained drinks coasters, and I think we're going to get a load of ramblers looking forward to ramble crate. They didn't realise it's just us talking for hours on end. Yeah, that, that is a good point, actually. Unambiguous crate. That's going to be our next one. Just empty crate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news, all right, please, should we go? Please, yes. Right, five news stories in five minutes. Go. Go. Oh, wait, I didn't, I didn't really hit the button on time. Oh, no. All right, three, two, one, go. 
Here we go. Okay, number one, there are rumours that Dinosaur Animal Kingdom is going to be changed to Indiana Jones. What? Yes, that is a thing. But Dino Land USA as a whole is is so coherent. Why would you break up a Dinosaur Research Institute building with a fairground in a car park themed terrible um, spinning roller coaster and spinning flat ride? And of the most relevant thing to Dino Land USA of all, Finding Nemo the Musical. Why break up a winning formula, Matt? I've got, I don't know, I'm afraid. Uh, I don't know the answers to that. Um, interesting, I think, is the word for that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being serious for a sec, I, actually, when I heard it and read it, I thought, you know what? It makes sense. If it gives them an opportunity to actually create something more immersive with Dino Land, then awesome. Now, Dinosaur is the same ride system as Indiana Jones Adventure at uh, California, isn't it? If I'm right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. So obviously We've got that, a minute up, by the way. That lends itself quite naturally. So, you know what? Yeah, I, I like it. And it gives us an excuse to ride Triceratops Spin because it, it could be the last chance we get to ride it. For me, I think the only reason they're doing this is because they recently purchased the Indiana Jones franchise and oh, really? oh, Dinosaur's no. getting a bit old hat now, so it kind of makes sense to push the new... Because they, obviously they're going to do a new film, so it makes sense to push that, and then a new mm-hmm. new attraction. It sort of makes sense, doesn't it? The parks need IPs. Indiana Jones is a very good IP. Yeah, it is. Agreed. Okay, uh, number two. Uh, Saw, the games of Jigsaw uh, Halloween Horror Nights house has been announced for both Hollywood and Florida. I'm excited. Saw is probably the only probably recent modern horror franchise I've really had kind of any affiliation to i must admit now now i'm a bit older i someone when they first came out i could just about bear it at the time now i'm a bit older I, i'm probably a bit more squeamish for all of that but i'm excited to do the maze i think i, I you know i like the story i like kind of the premise of of source so i think it'd be exciting for me to experience that i think it's way more exciting than uh, evil dead versus ash or whatever it was yeah i think it's definitely one of the the better ones um coming out yeah. I, I i look forward to it yeah I'll see what they've, they will have got planned, and, and I think they. I read a blog post today. There's even going to be a having a, a trap that's going to be from the new Jigsaw film in there, so you, you'll get to see that first in the maze before before the film. Yeah, that'll be really cool. That the way they've kind of described it is that you're in the traps rather than just kind of walking past the traps, which sounds exciting. Well, that worries me, Matt, from wearing my little health and safety hat on, because after watching the, <laughs> the movies, that the traps can be hazardous if not handled sometimes. correctly. Sometimes so, they're hazardous. Yeah. Yes. Well, they say sometimes. I mean, I got the premise at the start of the films, but at the end, it was like you can't really escape them. You know, it's it's not really the exact same premise, guys. But um, so I'll be I'll be wearing kind of a hard hat or at least um, some eye goggles or some protection in that maze. I think. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, uh, number three, amazing fashion sense that you look forward to for two weeks. <laughs> number three, Mission Space Green and Orange has now reopened at Epcot in Florida. So this is uh, <laughs> currently in our Florida theme. <laughs> yeah. we, I don't know if anyone knows we're going to Florida in a few much. weeks' time. Uh, we'll get to ride Mission Space. If you want a fun Mission Space rant, listen to last week's episode. Um, I've, I've seen a video of Mission Space Green. It looks quite nice. It was, a, it okay, it was kind it? of compared to soaring over the world really so but a lot more claustrophobic so we'll wait and see exactly how don't it think video is ever going to do that justice no true no, the video is so. going to do justice of a, a large kind of control panel being pressed right against my face so and, and in all that claustrophobia you're right i'll need so, to yeah, look forward to writing that, that. I can't wait for that one 
I can't care. I was being sarcastic, but anyway. Uh, number four, uh, Florida again, the great movie ride, uh, has now closed. So, basically, the last two are just stuff we covered last week, but it's now actually happened. Yeah, Does exactly. This really count? Okay, yeah, it, it has closed, you're right. I'm, look, I said I was scraping the barrel, and I'm scraping the barrel. <laughs> I'm not even going to, like... Matt, you know, I can independently that I, confirm that that new story is true, that my great movie ride has now closed. Thank you for your the tireless dedication to Jen. But some news that you didn't know last week, oh, oh, go on. because you couldn't see into the future, yep. is that the wait time throughout the last day that it operated was between 110 and 50 minutes. I'm reliably informed. That's insane. That's a long wait for the Grand Media, right? But luckily, all that weight will now be dispersed to the four, and this is literally four remaining rides at Hollywood Studios. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Toy Story Mania, and Star Tours. So that's yeah. great. Great park. Big park. Loads great of rides. Park. Amazing. Uh, number five, finally. We do have a minute left. We're on schedule for once. Yes. Merlin to open Shanghai Dungeon and a Little Big City attraction uh, in Shanghai. So I believe Little Big City is similar to Kidzania in London or, or Eureka in Halifax in, in Yorkshire. And it's kind of kids run a town. You can pretend and do it. So it's obviously geared at children. Um, so Strange I mean, that it doesn't have an IP. It, it is. I mean, I don't know if it's a kind of how big a brand it is itself. I mean, Kidzania have quite a few worldwide locations and they're very similar. Um, I mean, Merlin love Midways as we all know, and yeah, they come out and said, you know, unless someone or other finances can build a park infrastructure for them or they can buy an existing theme park like Legoland Florida, that they're not going to build theme parks from scratch. The infrastructure costed too much. They they prefer open up midways for that sort of thing. So, yeah, great. More it's midways. a shame, really, isn't it? It's, I mean, you could argue about the dilution of the dungeon brand, you know, there's Edinburgh and... Sorry, that was the alarm. Oh God! Oh no! Well, first, I mean, so I mean, very quick about like the dungeon brand and it being diluted. You've got in the UK, London, obviously quite historic. York, quite historic. Edinburgh, quite historic. Blackpool Tower. I mean, they've got some Lancashire-based stuff. Yeah, it's starting to go a bit. I, I don't know much about Shanghai. I don't know quite how they're going to incorporate it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I hope, I hope there's, there's good it's local be a surprise, dungeons content. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so that's it. That's our five news stories in five minutes. Some good. recycled, some not. <laughs> let's let's travel back a couple of months, or three, or maybe more now, to our amazing trip to Tripsville. What a great trip that was. That was actually, to be honest... Because we weren't going to go to Tripsville, were we, when we sort of planned that trip? It was just going to be a Europa kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. And admittedly, this was a, a, a trip you planned and very kindly invited me on. And I must admit, I was obviously aware of, of Europa Park and, and knew, you know, places like Fantasyland and, and other kind of made German parks from maybe a couple of rides I've seen. I didn't know anything. I, I may have seen shots of Mamo the Wooden Roller Coaster at Tripsville or something like that, but I didn't really know the, the park at all, but you uh, you suggested it. Um, yeah. Well, I kind of wanted good. just to tag another park on, onto the trip. I, yeah. I, I didn't specifically, you know, think that Tripsville was, was the one that we were going to do. Which was a bold move in itself. Holiday Park or because... or Fantasia, uh, or but the, both of those were a bit too far. I think actually Holiday Park was shut. Um, oh, right, wow. 
Um, so yeah, we didn't manage to to do that, but I'm I'm kind of glad actually because Tripstool turned out to be a really great little park. It was it was it was so nice. I mean, I must admit, I was skeptical at first. I was I've been reliably informed you can spend five days in Europa Park on end, um, so I was a bit bit apprehensive about, about only that, spending yeah. only spending two rather than three there. But um, so Tripstool. So we were staying in in Rust, uh, the the town slash village that Europa Parks in mm-hmm. when we went to Europa Park. Um, and we drove to trip, so we had a high car. Um, probably about a ninety-minute drive each way, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I think probably it was about ninety minutes actually. Uh, lots of motorway driving, quite quite scenic yeah. though at the end. Pretty easy route though, isn't it? it wasn't it? Was yeah, it was I, difficult. Th- th- I mean, um, you know, you've you've probably seen from other sources, you know, Euro parks. You can do Euro park on public transport. You probably couldn't do trips on on public transport. But you know what? Higher cars are, are you know really cheap from. European airports and uh, you know it's, it's no hassle whatsoever don't be put off because you're driving on a different side of the road it was it was really good um, yeah the one thing that does kind of frustrate me about um, some other people that talk about these European trips is is, is you know I would get just just you know, use the public transport it's, it's fine it's, it's great and that it is I suppose um, and obviously it's going to be a bit cheaper but we managed to hire a car for a ridiculously good price for those for those days that we went and it's so much easier than getting public transport anywhere exactly the issue with relying on public transport is and particularly you know um, you know more rural places which you know europe park in and um theme parks are in as well is it may not be as frequent you kind of are are left to it a bit more and if you've got luggage etc um you know I, i think just do a comparison at the very least i think if you can drive then yeah, just just look at a car hire price and uh, and weigh up the options really because I think it's a perfectly valid option. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I think it's I think it makes more sense if you, if you can do it and you know I would personally rather pay you know a, a little bit extra to um to have your own car. You've got a bit more freedom to kind of leave and come and go as you wish. Um and and obviously tag on trips to other parks as well without having to navigate you know, various bus routes and train routes and all that kind of stuff. Definitely. So we arrived at Tripstrill probably shortly after opening. Um, yeah, it wasn't too ahead. much. I think it must have been about 20 minutes after opening, half an hour after opening. Yeah. Was it more? I can't remember, so, actually. So it opens at 10. So we got. So we went on a on a term time weekday, so it was very quiet in middle of May. Um, mm. It was it was a nice. There's only sun- one ticket desk open, wasn't there? <laughs> it was it was a really nice sunny day, but yeah, we got there. There's um, car park was fairly quiet. I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't it wasn't dead at all, was there? There were uh, no, it wasn't there, dead. There were a fair amount of cars in, but a quiet day by you know any stretch of the imagination theme parks. Um, yeah, just one ticket desk open. Um, bar tickets there. I don't think you can really save by booking in advance or anything like that. No vouchers. I, or anything. Don't, I didn't think it was there much of a saving was there, so we just decided to buy it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, very very kind of simple entrance, and uh, yeah, you were right in at the kind of the entrance street area. Um, we got a locker by the entrance, um, and it. I mean, to, to kind of sum up um, trips drill as a whole um it, the, the park has one theme and it is rural germany and it's set in rural germany so that, that helps quite quite a bit it's it's a quaint park isn't it it's a quaint park and it's it's amazingly kind of farm based very kind of domesticated so if we think about um theme park themes 
and you know sci-fi areas or or you know desolate destroyed landscapes or you know the the um, you know the innards of africa etc but yeah trips drill has um it's all very domestic in comparison themed it is literally mm. German farming and agriculture. The kind of vibe I got off it was like you were in someone's back garden. Yeah. And they decided to build a theme park. Oh, definitely. It's uh, like, it's no way a theme park. It doesn't feel like a theme park at all. You're right. That that was, yeah, that was the surprising thing. It felt so, yeah, I I think quaint is the best word for it. The area where uh, Caracho, or however you pronounce it, that kind of felt a little bit theme parky, but then again, it didn't because it was just like a big expansive area with the woody one side, Caracho the other side. Yeah, it wasn't properly kind of, you know, there's no proper place setting like Europa or, or Disney or anything like that. You know, this is the area and the, you know, the area is elaborately themed and contained. It, it was. Um, so it's a park of two halves, really. Where I guess what Matt was going. To yeah, be. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's kind of probably the probably the first half and the and the older half, which is, uh, you know, quite, um, you know, it's 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 full for want of a better sense of word in comparison to the the other half. It's um, it's it's built up and it's it's got rides there and everything's kind of. I'm telling, explaining it terribly in audio form. If you see a park map or, or watch a vlog, which you really should do, but you can listen to our opinions on it first. Um, You'll, you'll know what I mean. But then the second half of the park, um, to the right-hand side on the park map, um, has the newer rides and the bigger roller coasters there. But it feels not entirely. It's not kind of like, you know, some fun fair or whatever. But it feels like, you know, we've got rides and we've plonked them here. And they're, they're kind of filling up space. And there's a big empty space in the middle still still there um, whereas it kind of the, feels like it, the, the, that bit was like an expansion onto the rest of the park oh definitely you get and, and, it's and, and they, they the hadn't really well, kind yeah. of bothered not not that they didn't theme any of it because the log flume is really well themed and the woody's got a good small amount of theme in and the um oh what was it the uh gerslauer uh toboggan thing oh yes of course yeah that had a, an all right bit of theme into it as well sort of um it's just areas in between the rides that kind of felt like it was lacking stuff i guess it was it was it was strange actually yeah in that in that mm. sense um so we went in the park and then yeah we so the first thing we we went to um as matt was saying was this new area of the park um and caracho which is their uh Lauter launched coaster and um we've talked about it a a little bit before we've got a, a blog post up on it as well about five reasons why you've you've got to ride it um so yeah just talk us through your thoughts because you were really pleasantly surprised by this well yeah having ridden uh other kind of gerslauer rides similar to that smiler saw uh speed at Oakwood, um and rage as well at uh i've I'd, I'd never been on one and thought wow that was amazing mm-hmm. they're always really well yeah they're always quite rough I, I really like Saw um, before the actual coaster bit. So the the whole indoor oh, bit the indoor is brilliant. great in comparison. Yeah, so it? good. Definitely. Yeah. If they just extended that by <laughs> another half or so, you know, like that could be a, a really, really good ride. Um, but yeah, they're always just a bit rough, aren't they? Um, especially I found Smiler a bit, a bit too much as well, really. But um, yeah, so I think the main thing with Caracho is that we just had no 
expectations um, about it at all. Um, if, when we walked up to it, it was kind of. It doesn't. It, it doesn't look it particularly look that amazing. Much. It looks like oh, okay. Uh, there's there's a half decent looking. Yeah, uh, it was like okay. That's a call out, and it was all. Kind of, it, it, I think it must have been built the year before we 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 got there, so it was it was all quite new still. So it all quite like all looks quite fresh. Um, but then when we saw that first car go around, that was when I was like, okay, actually this ride looks you know pretty half decent. Um, so you enter the queue line. Uh, I'm on, I, I, we could still. I don't. Did we gather the theme of it? Was it like a flying machine kind of theme? And this is something that I've kind of yeah had to go away and think a lot about yeah. it. A similar style to it to Atlantis. Still not sure about that. Um, it it seems to be. Um, oh yeah, what did I settle on? It's so it's kind. It was definitely set, you know, probably quite steampunk Victoria era. Yeah, it was uh, definitely steampunk. It was something. Yeah, it seems to be because even the test seat of the ride was in like an old school kind of car, which was pretty good. I think it's it's some. I think it's a time machine essentially. I think yeah. the inventor's making a way to send you back in time in this car. Yeah, that, yeah, that's don't yeah, know a good why description, I suppose. <laughs> don't know why though. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's quite cool Victorian kind of steampunk theme, as we've said. And so anyway, so um, so yeah, you snake through the kind of uh, outdoor. It's quite a small queue area, really. Yeah, uh, and you, queue, yeah. yeah, and then you kind of go inside the the station building, and you kind of as soon as you're in there, you're basically in the station, aren't you? There's no. There's no like extended kind of queue and area or anything. You're just in there, and it's all yeah. As as we said, it's kind of steampunky. There's, I kind of remember there being some um, theming thing in there. I didn't know that was it. It was a miniature version of the ride, wasn't it? There was. It was, it was like an a, amazing model. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a model of the ride that had kind of looked like it was kind of supposed to be a a prototype of of what he was trying to build this time machine or flying machine or whatever it's supposed to be into. Um, and the cars sitting in the station have have the most amazing uh, theming on them as well. On the back, they've got the huge, massive um, lights. I guess they are. Yeah, and it's almost like a little. Lights. It's almost like a little turbine, isn't it? It doesn't actually turn, but it, that's kind of what it what it looks like. It's uh, yeah. it's, it's an amazingly designed car. And they all the, all the lights kind of flash and and kind of add to that kind of ambience of it all, um, which is really good. And the, the great, the best bit is the the ride itself. So it, there's only a lap bar restraint. It's important to know. It's a similar style to, uh, to yeah, Silver yeah. Star. Yeah, those those restraints were actually probably what made the ride so good for me. I feel like if you added those on maybe Saw or or something, it would it would really improve the the ride experience. Just because you, you don't have that horrible head banging that you seem to get on the others. Mm, I agree actually. Um. So yeah, the, the the train comes out of the station. Um, it's pitch black. Just it, the first bit is exactly kind of similar to Saw, isn't it? In a way, because you kind of go <laughs> into this pitch black, dark thing that you don't know what's going on. Um, and it goes down a very small kind of weird disco drop. lights, aren't they? It's some weird disco lights. Yeah, you yeah. don't know quite what's going on. You go down um, a very um, small, steep drop. Um, yeah. Similar to Saw, and we're getting quite similar to the Smiler now because. There's an on-ride photo on the indoor bit, and then you and then you do a, a twist as well, very similar to the start of Smiler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was very similar to that, wasn't it? Really. 
It was, um, it was kind of almost uh, uncanny, really. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of, this is where it all changes. You kind of come out of that and then you head into this, what what I thought was just going to be a straight launch. But it doesn't. There's a, there's another super sharp drop just before the launch. Yeah. So you're kind of thrown out of the front, out of your seat, like really pushed into your restraint down that tiny drop, which doesn't look like much, but it's really sharp, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. And then without stopping, you just roll straight into this rolling launch, and it really kicks you back. It must it's be a, a magnetic one or something. I mean, just yeah. to, just to give you a few stats here, as I for mm. you know what, it might be good to have a look Probably at the website whilst I'm doing. It's um, the Crusher fields are propelled upwards, not by a chain lift tail mat, but by a motor with a power of almost over 2,000 horsepower. This catapults wow. the vehicles to a height of 30 meters at an angle of almost 90 degrees, accelerating them to 100 kilometers an hour in a mere 1.6 seconds. So, yes, yeah, a speedy launch. Very speedy launch. Um, yeah, absolutely great. And as as that description said, you go straight into kind of almost quite a quite a small not it's not quite but almost like a top hat, don't you? Yeah, it's sort of like a t- yeah. I guess it's not it's not quite by any stretch of it. It's, it's, it's clearly nowhere near as tall as any sort of proper you know intimate top hat. <coughs> but um, it's kind of what it is. It takes you know it's similar to the start of Blue Fire really. It's it's a big hill that takes you know the majority of the speed out of the car. You go over the top and then obviously um, build up speed on the way back down. Yeah, it's kind of like a stall thing, isn't it? So from the highest point onwards, the ride passes through several inversions uh, through a section in complete darkness with various special effects. Well, I wouldn't say there were special effects. Well, there, there, was, there was smoke. Was that the smoke there that smelled smoke. strawberry? Yeah. It so that's a special smoke. effect, isn't it? The strawberry-smelling fake smoke. Yeah. Um, so that's in a dive loop, isn't it? Uh, so there's a dive loop that goes through a little tunnel. There's a twist at the end. I'll tell you what. Do check out our YouTube channel, Coast Scott YouTube channel. We have a 360-degree video of Caracho, so you can follow a car. Um, it's an off-ride video. Follow a car all around the outdoor track um, and, and see it and look around 360. So that gives you obviously yeah, a better idea. It makes sense for you to kind of watch an on-ride of this but rather than us kind of trying to explain or, every... Or a 360 off-ride, Matt. Twist and turn. Or a 360 off-ride, <laughs> as provided by Coast of Fate. Um, so... so... Um, so yeah, a, f- a few inversions in there, as we've said. A 700-metre-long route. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's simply people have to ride it, don't they? I think you have it's to ride it. It, it, look, it doesn't look like anything. It doesn't sound like anything. But until you ride it, I thought it was. I really do think that was, for me, my favourite ride of that entire trip. We went including all the rides at Europa Park. We went on it six times, didn't we, that day? Um, it felt like it was more than that, but yeah, maybe maybe it was six times. Yeah. Towards the end of it, we just because in fairness, it was obviously a very quiet day as we've described. It. Rides were pretty much walk on or you wait a train or two. So um, um, yeah. we were at the end of the day just going off, coming back round and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, though, actually, the, the thing that makes trips drill uh, beyond the kind of the good rides, of course, is the really quirky feeling. So at the exit of uh, Caracho, there's a, a sensor activated. Um, exhibit of a man vomiting, and he actually does vomit <laughs> water of some kind, doesn't he? Into it's kind of green big, water, wasn't it? Yeah, green water into a big barrel, and the uh, yeah. kind of the the German kind of visitors there loved it. They were kind of like you know setting off the sensor and activating it multiple. I think some um, of them enjoyed that more than the actual ride itself. 
it, it seemed to be an amazingly funny bit. I, I love the fact that the uh, the theme park's actually promoting the idea that you'll feel queasy and, and sick at the end of the ride, and particularly at a time when you may actually be feeling queasy and sick and you might not want to watch something like that. So, um, yeah, really quirky that. I don't think you get that in many other places, certainly not Disney. So, um, really good. Yeah, really, really great ride. Definitely go out and, and it's, it, I'd say it's worth the trip just to go there for uh, Caracho if you're kind of in Germany, in, near Germany. Definitely. If you're in Australia, then maybe think about, you know, maybe other stuff you could combine with it as well. But if you're already in the vicinity, then, yeah, definitely worth checking it out. Um, um, We've already spoken on our Woody's episode, episode two of this podcast, about mammoths. We won't go into it too much detail. But needless to say, we were both slightly disappointed. It looked like quite an exciting wooden roller coaster. um, But it it lost its speed quite quickly on the way around and could have been a bit faster, couldn't it? It loses its speed on the first corner. And it's, it's quite a steep banked corner, probably not amazingly dissimilar to what we're seeing being built now at uh, at Alton Towers of SWA. It's obviously probably SWA is a bit smaller scale, but um, I don't think we need to worry about SWA though. I honestly think that that's probably actually going to be better than Mammoth. You had it here first, but yeah, Mammoth, um, hot, you know, a decent enough coaster, but could be faster it seems to lose all of its speed and that's a shame because it's it's a, it's a decent layout on paper a good kind of effects at the start before the lift hill as well yeah that little pre-show is really really good actually um but yeah you're right there's no point in us really going into too much detail um if you do want to listen to us kind of discuss mammoth in more detail then just listen to uh, episode two um but, but yeah disappointing i think is the kind of theme for uh, mammoth interestingly though keeping up our um our uh, discussion about the theme of um, mm, Trips Jolly yeah, being quite point. domesticated. Yeah. Uh, Mammoth's themed around a lumber mill. Simple as that. It's all themed around kind of quite normal industry almost. So the queue lines was basically bits bits of lumber mill and, and wood, which isn't a, a bad theme by any description for a wooden roller coaster. It works obviously really, really well. But, um, you know, you're getting a sense that probably Karacha is the biggest exception. None of these are particularly fantastical in uh, in theming. So we'll move oh, on. Oh, I don't know about that. That log flume. <laughs> well, that's true. We'll, that co- we'll come on to that. fantastical. <laughs> um, so the next roller coaster, and I'm reading off the website now, is called uh, Gacenta Sau. And yeah. it is a wild mouse style um, coaster that goes around kind of the castle structure to the, the furthest right bit on the on the park, um, and it was it was all right, wasn't it? I think actually the I loved um, it. I thought it was brilliant. The equivalent in the UK would actually be I've since learned I'm not being on it myself would be Cobra at uh, Poulton's Park. It's, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a tight it's wild a, mouse, but actually it's got you know in addition to the kind of the the twisty wild mouse section which I I hate it. It's, it's stupid. It's actually got you know a few helixes in, it and it's got amazing bunny hops at the end, hasn't it? Yeah, the bunny hops at the end are really, really good. Um, I, I, honestly, apart yeah, apart from the kind of wild mouse section at the top, which is a bit old hat, but we'll let it off because it was been, it's been there since 1998 or whatever. Um, yeah, the, the 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 whole rest of that coaster is brilliant. I mean, it's it's so uh, close to the ground. It's the later half of the coaster is basically a terrain coaster. Oh, it's amazing. And actually, you, it's so close to the terrain that from the queue line, this this makes such a difference to the UK and, uh, and you know, Merlin Parks as of recent. At the entrance to the queue line, you, you're kind of right next to the last helix of the ride. And there's no barrier 
there's literally no, there's probably a foot and a half high wall. So any, you know, quite young children can quite easily climb over that and go into the ride. Yeah, which, which in a way is kind of a, it's a funny comparison at least, but I, I, I'm probably going on the side of that's actually really, really scary and concerning. But um, clearly there has I think been. it's just their kind of um, general um, common sense approach to health and safety. Definitely, but... Um, there's a roller coaster there, don't jump in it. You don't need a fence. You don't need a sign saying danger of death. You know, it's obvious. So I, I just, uh, I, I just pray if you ever, if you want to take take young children, children there, then uh, watch out for that. But um, yeah, really good roller coaster. Other than that, in my opinion. Um, so down from this uh, wild mouse roller coaster. We should uh, sorry, just going yeah. back to that really quickly. We should point out that um, that roller coaster was made semi-famous in Germany because of a guy who rode along the track wearing uh, specially designed inline skates uh, during the opening ceremony while carrying a litre of beer. Of course. I mean, how, what? (laughs) Like, can you imagine Merlin doing that with like, I I, I don't know, um, Rattlesnake at Chessington? (laughs) I mean, Wild Mouse Coaster would be the worst coaster of all to do it on because the the G force the, the G force the lateral G force would when when you're doing those you know very tight hairpins on the wild mouse section would you know snap your legs off or throw you to the side there's no way you could stay on because you know we've all been sat in you know a wild mouse when it's doing those tight hairpin turns and you know you're you're literally pushed to the outside so so it must intensely. be extremely uncomfortable. You must have to do that very slowly because any sort of speed on that, and yeah, you wouldn't be able to stand up even if you were attached to a track. It seems insane. No. We'll have to yeah. watch a video on it or something. Yeah, um, definitely. So that wild mouse goes kind of round a, a castle structure, and the thing that's inside that castle structure is Log Flume, Bade Vaden, Fart, Zum, Jungbrunnen. And it's. <laughs> It's basically the original bathtub flume, actually. It actually, I think, predates the bathtubs um, at Old Oh, most definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, it's Europe's highest water ride. I don't... I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Um, the ride begins uh, carrying you into castle cellars at high speed. So, there's, so um, yeah, you, there's like a little bit of an outdoor kind of twisty section. And you probably go up a, a lift hill and then down an, in, a, an indoor drop inside. And there's quite a remarkable scene inside the castle, isn't there? Um, yeah, I don't quite know how to. Uh, it's how like to put it's like a Roman saw. bathhouse. So, so we can take the theme of this roller coaster is about baths and bathing. So there's like a Roman style bathhouse scene in the middle with lots of mannequins. The majority of the mannequins are naked, aren't they? They're, they're kind the, of. Well, they're no, naked. no, no. The, the, you used to say the majority. Only the women mannequins yes. are naked. Yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but, so, but you know what this is p- depicting a bathhouse scene you know that there's been lots of care and thought in it all the mannequins are probably the same aren't they and they all kind of represent something honestly I don't know I probably I, I, honestly, I, I was setting you up there unfortunately, unfortunately um, I, I took some of the mannequins to be completely different from the others and almost like pulled in from a shop window or something like that <laughs> I, they just brought them in someone's the amassed a load of kind of naked women mannequins and has just put them all here as a kind of a half socially acceptable place to uh, to keep them it's it's really weird we we didn't know 
you know, it's strange. Actually, we we hadn't watched on rides or stuff like that. You can you can obviously see stuff like this if you're watching on ride or whatever, or a vlog from the park. Um, but we didn't know what was about to happen, and it was it was so weird. I just yeah, I'm I'm still even when I think about it now, I'm still a bit confused. I think <laughs> I just I I don't know what we saw. You, you we only got to ride it once, so we didn't even get to. To go back and take it all in again, but yeah, very, very strange. You had here, you had here first, guys. Going past a load of naked mannequins made Matt feel very confused <laughs> about a great deal of things. Um, but yeah, it was still a good look for him. Wasn't a bad look for him. It was a good look for him. There was a there was a backwards drop that we weren't expecting. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was inside or outside, and then a quite and not probably the tallest in Europe. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but a. Um, Quite a, a a tall drop at the end. Apparently, 60 kilometers an hour, 37 miles an hour. The speed on the final drop. Um, yeah, really exciting and, and not not completely soaked either. It was a warm day. We got a bit wet, but that was fine. Um, so yeah, really good log flume. Um, so the the final ride in the um, kind of newer, bigger section of the park to the right is a raft uh, rapid oh, yeah. ride. And quite an interesting one, actually. First of all, it doesn't have a circular turntable. It has. Oh, yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That? It has a that. conveyor belt system which is attached to the lift hill at the end. So the lift hill goes quite steep at the end, and then it gets less steep, but it's still like slightly sloped. And that, that is the platform when you get on. And it's just a, there's just a single operator sat in the booth. There's no one actually helping you on and off the. Rapids boats, and at one point I think we saw the operator asleep or something like that. Yeah, I think he was definitely asleep at one point. But and then and then he started shouting at someone for something, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was quite quite scary. I was not being you know particularly fluent by such imagination in in German, and, and uh, there's there's very limited English uh, in this park, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think sometimes in English, going, but not many. Don't expect yeah. everyone to speak English. Um, you might yeah, find I, a couple of members of staff that do, but in general, just just assume that none of them speak English. I but it didn't, you don't need you don't need to know German to kind of, well, you, you know, please and thank you. That's, yeah, I'd know, recommend you'll, you'll, you'll probably a basic that. conversational German, actually. I don't think you could kind of wing it without any, but... Um, well, I think you could. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. But I, I like to flex my, my German muscles, even if uh, no one can actually understand what I'm saying. So so the rapid ride is um, quite an interesting one. It's it's like three by three by three sat round. And each section is kind of self-contained almost in the middle. So it's not as if... So it actually... It means that you don't get too wet. So like, there's not a big pool at the, at the bottom where your feet are because the water kind of spills in... It's quite hard to explain, but kind of spills in between the sections, but it, it can actually flow out of the sections. It's not kind of trapped in the bottom. Burning a load yeah, of it's, it's, it's a strange um, kind of uh, rapids thing. Um, I don't know who, who the manufacturer is of it, um, but it's, it's certainly not um, one of your intimate rapids. No, and actually, it was it was it was quite as far as rapids go, quite an intense one as well, wasn't it? It was, but we didn't get that wet. It kind of flung you around a bit. All, and no. It looked really choppy. It, it, like it, it, it was, was more one of the jolty. choppiest rapids. It was more jolty and and, and choppy, yeah. definitely. And quite yeah, an interesting thing at the end. So you go round actually into a lake at the end. Um, and there's a massive whirlpool in the middle. They've constructed kind of a, tr- a concrete trough within the lake, so the, the water flows out and it actually circles like a whirlpool, and you you go around it. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. 
I think it's a cool effect, but I don't know how much that actually added it to the ride. It didn't make the ride much better, but it was, it was quite no. interesting to see, actually. It was a good visual thing, I suppose, which I suppose is why it's there, because that kind of whirlpool bit is the centrepiece of, of that kind of lake and the surrounding paths. So you know, you can see that from the paths. So. so just to add to the theme of the park, so we've had a wooden roller coaster themed around uh, like a logging factory. We've had a log flume themed around baths and bathing. I mean, we'll let them off on that because we've had one of those in the UK. But the, the Rapids ride is themed around a washing, a clothes laundry washing tub. Yeah, it was like a laundry, wasn't it? An old it's style laundry. It's uh, called Vashuba Rafting, um, and it's themed around an old wash house from 1808. Very specific year. It must have been the year of quality wash houses. So, <laughs> I'm surprised it's not sponsored so you, by someone. So you have a bath themed log flume and a laundry themed rapid. So, you know, Alton Towers could, could really get a big kind of, you know, domestic themed area or something like that on the go if they didn't already close their log flume. <laughs> So that was so that's the side of the park we did first, wasn't it? This right hand side, all the bigger rides and stuff. Um, but there was quite a bit to explore in the rest of the park. We didn't do every ride in the rest of the park, and in fact, the park map lists over a hundred and thirty different attractions. Some I don't think there's a hundred and thirty attractions. Some of it stretching slightly. A, a rickety bridge over the lakes counted as one. I think it counts food stalls and shops as ones as well i think it probably counts toilets and you know urinals sinks <laughs> um, <laughs> all the attractions but um the fairness there was quite a bit to do but the rest of the park admittedly was probably less big less intense um rides there was one interesting ride which was um a themed around um wine barrels because naturally it has to be quite domesticated in theme but it wasn't it, like so barrels, you might think, okay, maybe it's like a teacup ride, you know, um, and the barrels are themed like that. Or maybe the barrels are in like a, you know, a water trough or something like that. The, the barrels are on a track, like a similar track, a powered track you get vintage cars on. But instead of a car, it's a circular barrel. And, it was weird that, yeah, I've never seen anything points along the track, like, like on a wild mouse or something, they can turn the spinning on and off. <laughs> At some points, it just started spinning and quite fast and aggressively as well. It was a fast spin, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't slow. It wasn't waltz so fast, but it was still fast. Um, so, so some really interesting fact. We'll come on to a, a few more um, in a sec, but I just want to talk about... Um, so we had... Um, it was quite decent food as well, wasn't it? We had uh, currywurst and... Um, and oh, yeah, that was great, actually. Lunch. I remember that. That was it's really a, good. It's a, it's a decent spot um, for that, some decent food. Um, and the beer is quite cheap there as well. And actually, it's a really great park for... Um, we needed like a supplementary show about Tom's uh, in park boozing reviews. It was a good park for alcohol. The beer was quite. And Matt was driving on the way back. I drove on the way there, so I, I really took uh, advantage of the fact that I could drink. Um, and so the beer was quite cheap because it's Germany and you expect it. But also, the back of the park behind like Mammut was vineyards. You're in Germany's wine yeah. country here. Yeah, literally. It's, it's amazing, really picturesque and rural. So that meant actually that obviously there was a wine barrel theme ride, but behind it was a winemaking museum and an cellar, a wine tasting cellar. You could taste um, shot, um, not shots, but um, small tasting glasses of wine, I think 100 milliliters for a euro mm. each. Um, which is, And the best bit is you got a free tasting glass as well. Every park ticket upon entry to the uh, wine museum gets given a free 
uh, kind of it's like a large shot glass it's a wine tasting glass it, that was really cool and we should definitely if you know if you're listening to this and you're thinking of going make sure you take your park ticket yeah and you go to this um the wine the wine even tasting if you don't want thing. to drink the wine I can't just, remember just what get it's your called. glass yeah, but yeah like, even if you, even if you don't want to drink anything just go you hand your ticket in at the entrance of this sort of mini museum thing it's all completely free and they just give you a, a, a little souvenir glass back which is it's great isn't it really really amazing yeah and uh, you can taste non-alcoholic wine as well um but yeah lots of different wines and there is a wine shop at the entrance of the park if you are kind of into wines and and, and germany's getting kind of you know increasingly good reputation for wine actually you never thought we'd be discussing wines on this but you, that's where it is um yeah really good shout yeah it's a good one that so on the far left of the park um there was a second log flume and this was themed around um Oh, it was like food sacks, wasn't it? Or food bags. It was uh, a very small what, log, log flume. Yeah. I can't. I... Here we go. It's a log flume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulbach fort. So it's yeah. a flower sack log flume. And it's designed. Obviously. It's only got a three and a half meter, 11 foot drop at the end. Um, and we, we looked at it and I, I thought we couldn't fit in actually because the, 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 they, uh, they look so small. But actually I've seen a, a vlog since and I think you can fit one adult. In. I think you probably could fit in it, yeah. And I think the weight of that adult compared to the size of the bed, I think means that adults will actually get quite wet on the small drop at the end of it. So that, that looked really nice and charming. And as we were saying, this is such a kind of quaintly <coughs> themed park as well. Um, loads to do, loads, sorry, loads to do for uh, kids and families there. Yeah, really, some really there is solid a lot to family do. rides. Yeah. Um, I took the opportunity to go on um, a, a slide, for want of a better word, an indoor slide, which you go down the slide um, just on a like a, a weaved uh, mat. Sack. But that, yes, just a sack. Um, but it actually turned out that that was Germany's first ever kind of theme park attraction. That that slide in this like old style um, mill building. Yeah, it's called the. Um, it put trips drill on the map. It is. It's called the Alt. Uh, oh, this is really testing my German. The Alt. Fiber Mule, the Outfiber Mule, um, it opened in 1929, um, and uh, yeah, just a, it's just a ride down a slide, uh, kind of set in a set in a mill. So, yeah, <laughs> not amazing, worth doing. And there is actually a company. Well, exactly. There is an accompanying obstacle course as well that we were quite um, excited. I think I nearly broke my leg on this. If you want to break your ankle, then go ahead. It's 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 probably not too dissimilar to the sort of elements you see on a fun house and a fun fair. You've got you've got a spinning wheel. It It is. You've got a spinning wheel, and then you've got lots of different. And some of these are outside as well. Interestingly, moving platform surfaces that you've got to walk across. But yeah, it's really unsettling, and if. And, you know, like, yeah, you could easily kind of quite easily fall over and hurt yourself on these. Yeah, I, I definitely nearly fell over, I think, probably twice. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, be a little bit careful. Um, oh, this is real. Oh, oh, my God, this is really interesting. So. Um, oh, wow. So the. The slide, according to Tripstraw legend, whatever that is, was meant for the um, for older women to regain their youth, kind of have fun, and that was called the Out uh, Viper Mule. 
The obstacle course is called the Alt Manor Mule. So I think it's actually named as in gender, manner and and uh, so what the slides for the ladies and the and, and the obstacle course is for the men. For the men. Yeah, because the description on the website says, however, in this age of equality, we created an Alt Manor Mule to match. Take on this fun ah. obstacle course and show exactly what you're made of. So if you want kind of bits of casual sexism in your theme parks, then um, <laughs> this is the place to go. <laughs> that's really yeah. amazing we hadn't realized this um also in that section i insisted on going the going on the little kind of um um like um not go-karts because they're not on because they're on a set no, track it, it, was, it was a bit the, like the um, utopia sort of thing utopia but you couldn't it wasn't you weren't powering it were you unlike the um Unlike the um, flower sack log flume, um, that was actually quite a, a very tight squeeze for an adult in there. But um, I had fun chasing a, a jar around on that. But um... and I was watching some, um, what were they, little baby chickens. Oh, yeah, of course. It's amazing. And little animals as well. Strange. Um, um, there was actually there's a small splash battle um, over the park. But most interestingly, there was a, a, a little drop tower, wasn't there? Oh, the drop tower. Really? I didn't go on this because I... I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm scared of drop towers, but I just don't like them. And I'm when I saw this, if this was a regular drop tower, I probably would have done it. But when I saw what it did, I was like, no way am I going to go on that. It's not particularly tall. It's 15 metres tall. Um, which you know, it's okay. It's bigger than your frog hoppers, but it's you know, it's, it's not apocalypse or detonator or anything like that. No, it's, it's kind of. Um, it's themed around the tree. Sub terra height, I suppose. Yeah, it's themed around the tree. Um, and interestingly, there's two rows of seating, so you can actually be sat behind um, someone. There's two rows of about six or seven seats. Was it um, tiered? Was the back row slightly? Raised it was very, or? very slightly. Yeah, very yeah. slightly. Um, but you know the the rows go kind of horizontally across rather than vertically or anything like that, um, yeah. and so you you know you get you get kind of you know it's powered up a bit so you know it kind of shoots you a little bit up accelerates you up and down and up a little bit so you know similar to the um, the tower in the Arthur section of uh, Europa Park for example, yeah. But and then at the end of its cycle and it's not a long cycle by any stretch of your imagination you get up to the top, and then about half a second after you get to the top. You you get tipped forward, bizarrely, <laughs> but in a really unelegant way. Now, obviously, it's meant to like thrill and surprise you, but it's almost as if like a bolt kind of fixing the top bit of the seating in is just like like removed, and then you just like you go like several degrees forward, you know, start to look before the ground. But then, when that kind of like cat, obviously, when the ride catches it and stops you from tipping forward. The whole structure shakes, doesn't it? Literally, this is what really kind of worried me when I looked at it. The whole thing shakes. Not just the, the you know, the theming at the top, because obviously that shakes as well. The whole thing shakes. But the, the physical drop tower and the cars shake fairly violently <laughs> in a manner that looks like it's just going to snap straight off. Ouch. Yeah, so that's why I didn't do that. I did it. I quite enjoyed it. It was it was definitely kind of a real thrill moment when it when it did that. Even though I was you know fully expecting it just to feel it go and then to it to be caught. It was like, whoa, Jesus. But um yeah, good fun. What was what was more um thrilling, the, the when it kind of pushed you forward or when it dropped? 
forward. Forward. Because you know, you, because well, you build up during the ride as it goes up and down about how up and down feels, but nothing prepares you for the fact that <laughs> oh, a bolt's come loose, you're gonna start tilting towards the ground, and this definitely, clearly, can't be the safest thing in the world as the whole structure is starting to shake. So it was <laughs> while, while we're here, I'm just reading the description of the of the of the ride on on the actual Tripstrel website. Oh, this is hilarious, isn't it? It's called the Doppelter Donner Balken. That's the name of the bride. Um, and it's home to Vald Bruder, uh, a.k.a. Forest Brother, Hooslin. Hooslin lives at the very top of the trees, and those who wish to visit him can only do so by using the Donner Balcon, a large wooden beam which lifts you high into the treetops. Once you reach a heart-pounding height of 15 metres, the beam tips you forward and thunders down into a freefall. What sort of ride has a backstory about a guy who lives at the top of a tree and who you can only visit him if you do so on a drop tower. Tripstraw. Tripstraw. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be that's, every, that's, every ride there. A forest dwelling, a tree dwelling person is less domesticated than a laundry themed rapid, so we'll have to give him credit there. This is the wild side. For the imagination. So... Really interesting. Um, those are probably those are probably the highlights of the rides we did. And then it's probably pretty much all the rides we did. There were plenty of different flat rides there. So you know what? There's definitely a good selection. You can easily make a day of it. And and we got on plenty of re rides uh, on Mammoth and, and obviously Caraccio as well. Um, yeah, when we were there, they were just finishing off the new um, Gerslauer uh, Sky thing. Oh Sky yes, which or, is, is now open. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is now open. The one where you can. Um, uh, flap the wings and then it flips upside down. You catch yeah. it in the and what's I... it called? Oh, oh. It's gonna be irritating me. Uh, one of those Sky Sky Skyfly? Yeah, Ghostlow Skyfly. It seems to be a bit of a Ghostlow to test ground, doesn't it, this park? This is a surprise. Yeah, yeah, we did notice that when we were there. I'm not sure what it is. I don't think they actually have any uh kind of relationship with Ghostlow or anything, but I think obviously they just you know, get good deals on, on the rides, I suppose. Other highlights of the park that we didn't get a chance to ride includes Old Shoe Ride Schlappentor. Finally see what it's like to walk, or in this case, ride in someone else's old shoes. Um, <laughs> this is we can have a whole podcast episode just reading these stupid descriptions. From a maker of from the makers of the wine bar ride comes Soup Bowl Ride, Suppin Schlusselfahrt. Tomato, carrot, or cauliflower soup. There's something for everyone's taste. Wow. Um, there's a attraction. I'm not even sure if it's an attraction. There's just a thing on the website called Wobbly Bikes. So you think you can ride a bike, but have you ever tried this one? <laughs> one thing we are missing, actually, is we went on the uh, little caterpillar coaster. Um, oh, yeah. And that was really good, wasn't it? That was that was a nice little ride, yeah. It's, I'm sure um, it was probably standard layout, but it, again, they'd kind of thought about how it interacts with the terrain and gets really close to the little pond in the middle, and yeah, it was quite fast as well, wasn't it? Well, roller coaster pop, pop their time on it. Exactly, roller coaster Rassender uh, Tausend uh, I'm, I'm trying to. Um, is based on a caterpillar. Everyone knows how fast you can move two legs. You know, we all know that. That's easy. It's time to experience the speed of a thousand. Well, I don't think it went anywhere near a thousand anythings. <laughs> a thousand legs. 
Um, there's a yeah, there's um, oh um, there's also Lustig's uh which is Funny Outhouse, and this is just a static attraction of um, like an outdoor toilet where the door swings open and um, it's not an surprise you. <laughs> if this is a tra- Luckily, there's no age or height restrictions on that according to the website. It's not an attraction. So that gives you kind of, um, yeah, a very kind of uh, interesting look at it. But we must say that included in your admission ticket isn't just the main theme park. Just about a, a mile or so down the road from it is a wildlife park as well. This is true, yeah. Uh, it's including your ticket. And we went there in the middle of the day. It was obviously quite quiet. We, we got lots of stuff done. And we really enjoyed it. It was it's a don't it miss good. it. Yeah, if you it was go, a really don't good miss addition it. To, to just um, the theme park. You walk in and you're already in you're in the middle of a kind of, you know, reserve where there's, you know, lots of deer and wild animals and the deer will come up to you because they, they sell food there. Um, and so, you know, the the deer will, will obviously come up to you and try and get some food. So much so that after I think before we bought some food, there were kind of groups of deer kind of walking us towards the food machine, weren't they? They were literally accompanying yeah. us to the food machine and kind of indicating that we should buy some food for them. So that was really, really cute. There's actually an amazing bear enclosure. Oh, there the bears as well. were amazing. There were three bears and we were the only people around in this quite, you know, sizable bear enclosure watching them. And um, you know, it was, a, it was a big hot day, but they've got lots of shade in there, and um, and you know, like a waterfall and 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 rock pools and stuff. It's probably not the, it's not, not the best enclosure by any stretch of imagination, really. But I thought it, it was pretty decent. Yeah, not amazingly themed, but I guess bears don't mess about that too much. But it's decent size, and there was shade and water. I, and I, I would say it's not a zoo. No, not not it's, a zoo. Place. It's, I mean, it says on the website it's a wildlife park, and that's that's an accurate description. <clears throat> Sorry, there's yeah, there's no theming or or, or anything like that. We it's not. We, we think we caught the bear kind or... of eyeing up an escape, didn't we? He climbed up kind of like a tree or a stump, which was quite near the fence, the fence where we were stood, and he was trying to climb taller on it, wasn't it? To the point where he was, it was yeah, like... he was trying to get higher than the yeah. than the fence in kind of definitely what looked like he was going to try and jump out. No, I don't think that um, bears are particularly springy or anything. Did we post that photo online? I don't think we did, did we? We didn't no, share I it. Don't on... think, yeah, maybe we'll share it so to check we'll, out yeah. the, uh, our social media account. I'll put it on Instagram. But um, really, yeah, really interesting. It's like, I think the branch snapped and uh, and he fell to the floor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I do, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. If, if the bears were particularly springy or, or he had quite a lucky jump or whatever, he might have he actually have made it to the fence. You know what? Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I think so. Um, we wouldn't be here right now recording this podcast. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Maybe the bear was just thinking on everyone else's behalf to do the, do the right thing. But um, yeah, we can't, I think, recommend uh, Tripstall enough. It's uh, it's not a world-class park, but it's uh, it's an interesting park, uh, an amusing and funny park in some respects, but one with, you know... Um, it was memorable. Some really some really quality coasters. So you're not going there ironically. You're going there to have a good day out and some good rides. Uh, yeah, when I think back to that trip, some of the, my, some of the best uh, highlights of that trip for me were, were at Tripstall, definitely. Yeah. Really amazing. So, um, yeah, that's a little look at, at Trips Drill. Cool. So, is it a thumbs up or thumbs down for Trips Drill, Matt? Oh, it's thumbs up. Thumbs up. I might have to roll that with that. Thumbs down, there you go. 
<laughs> is that our uh, rating system? Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down, because I really can't down. be asked of anything more granular. So it's a thumbs up from us for Trip Patrol. How about that? Good with me. Well, we're coming to the end of another episode of the Coast Script Podcast, but it's just time for a bit of a competition. So if you're new to the podcast, every episode we give you a question. If you answer that question, you'll get an entry into the competition. But the competition keeps on running. And you build up each one entry for each episode, listen to all the episodes and get more entries, because at the end of the year, one person will win a mega load of prizes. That includes a limited edition A3 Journey to the Jungle print, which you can check on our website, a um, limited edition Space Polyhedron mug, which you can check on our website, an Intamin lanyard, and which prize are we adding to this prize bundle this week, Matt? A super exclusive, well, I think it probably is anyway. Uh, it definitely, we can get hold of anywhere we looked when we went there um, on our trip uh, earlier this year, a Mac Rides mug. A Mac Rides mug? Oh my god, so we've got Intamin Lanyard, Mac Rides mug, plus the print, plus the, the mug. We've already got two mugs in this bundle. Two mugs, a lanyard and a print. And and this bundle's going to get much, much bigger, right? Because we're going to add an extra prize to it every episode we do for the rest of the year. Every episode, every prize. So Wait, end, that's not right. Every episode, a new prize. prize. Uh, yeah. Added to this bundle. <laughs> so, yeah. so listen to each episode, you'll get a chance to win a question about each episode. To enter, go to coastalcrate.co.uk slash win. You can enter as many or as little episodes as you've listened to. Keep on going back there and, and ent- answering new questions for the episodes you listen to. Just just enter. Just answer the questions and enter. Simple as that. Um, this uh, episode's question is, what is the Rapids ride at Trips Drill themed around? What is the Rapids ride at Trips Drill themed around? We mentioned it a few times in this podcast so we probably I'm shouldn't sure be too know. strict on the answers either if it's no, exactly. the same kind of general they're about yeah thing. we don't need we don't need yeah. the exact word or format no. or spelling no. but what, what's what's the uh rapids ride at trip store themed around that is your entry for this competition full details of competition terms conditions and to enter coastercrate.co.uk slash win one person at the end of the year will win a massive prize bundle with all of those prizes and a whole lot more so that's four more prizes, right? <laughs> Probably a lot more than that. I don't know. We'll see how many podcasts we do. Um, so we've got that to look forward to. Um, and then just a, a very quick announcement. By the time you listen to this, there's going to be a lot going on on the Coastal Crate website. There's We've moved our blog over to this. There's lots of great blog posts and content. Um, the shop's in full flow as always, so make sure you check out all the great products and merch on there. Um, obviously this podcast is and you can uh, read details about the podcast and make sure you subscribe to it in your podcast player but we've also relaunched the Coaster Crate Club as well and that's where we give we reward you for kind of supporting Coaster Crate um, so to boil it down really simply the new Coaster Crate Club we're not doing on Patreon anymore we're rewarding people who have shopped with us in our shop sign up for free at coastercrate.co.uk slash club. Really easy. Sign up for free. You'll instantly get some benefits for doing that. And then as you spend, as you buy great merch in a Coaster Crate shop, we'll give you more and more rewards. So that includes exclusive content, such as a bonus bit to this podcast 
only only bronze and above. You got a bonus. Um, I did say bonus, by the way, not anything else. Um, <laughs> um, so there's, there's that's, bonus, that's the extra bit of the podcast. There's bonus content to the podcast, um, extra blog posts, etc., extra bits and bits of content for bronze members and above. Um, and then as you kind of support Coast Crate more and more, um, there's extra benefits. So if you're a silver, you get 10% off everything in the shop. Plus when we release new products, you'll get priority pre-order and priority dispatch on them as well. So without wanting to kind of go on it too much, coastercrate.co.uk slash club, sign up for free if you haven't. That's really easy. And check out all the great benefits there. Really, really, really simple. Yeah, definitely worth a look. But um, that's kind of all we've got to say for this podcast, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything. Yeah, podcast podcast over. Although I will say, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe to it in your favourite podcast player. Full details at coastercrate.co.uk slash podcast. Make sure to follow Coastercrate on all the social medias. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's YouTube, of course. As I said, check out that Crap Show 360 video on YouTube. And the photo of the bear which will be on Instagram and the photo of the bear which will be on Instagram as well lots of stuff on social media um, and of course sign up to the club as well and you'll get lots of uh, cool emails updates and uh, things from us Any, anything more Matt? Um, no I don't think so no. when are we going to be back? Uh, we'll be back next, next week, week probably yeah if yeah yeah, yeah. alright yeah that's All for right. me yeah. yeah well another podcast next week maybe we'll have a guest who knows? Because we were going to have a to guest this week, but it didn't happen. On, so. If you want to be a guest on the Coast Crate podcast, then... Um, you probably can't be. Just let, let us know. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very no, much. I think, I think we should have a guest next week. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll jazz it up a little bit. Let's see what we can do. I think it's it. Yeah, there's just two men rambling. And on that note, we will definitely bid you adieu. Thank you very much for listening to the Coast Crate podcast. I have been Tom. And I've been Matt. This has been the Coast Great Podcast. Excelsior. What does that mean? I don't know. Bye. Bye. <laughs>